and welcome back to Cool Gems. I am Jalen, and this is our little corner on the internet, a virtual Pojang Mata, where we come together to talk about cool gem stuff. So today we have a Korean drama. It's called Splash Splash Love. In Korean, that is Pojang Pojang Love. That is so cute. Come on. I mean, seriously, it's such a cute name, um, and it's a very fitting for a very sweet drama. The drama, if you haven't heard of it, is about this high school senior, I believe, whose name is Tanbi, and she's played by Kim Seulgi, and she cannot math. Like she cannot do math. She hates it. She falls asleep in class, and that is so relatable. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You shouldn't do that, kids. Don't sleep in class. Pay attention in class. It's good for your future. All right. Um. <laughs> so, anyways. The problem is, she is sitting for her CSAT exam the very next day um, from the start of this uh, drama. That is the South Korean standardized test, um, the one that you have to take for admission into university. In the drama, it's said that this exam determines your future, and I think that that is the view of many South Koreans, but I could be wrong because I am not Korean. My microphone just got cut off. Um, it just got unplugged. Uh, <laughs> thank God I did not lose anything. But where was I? Um, yeah, it's a very important exam. It's a very important day. And on the day of the exam, you know, the pressure really gets to her, and she runs off and away from the exam. And as the K drama world would have it, it is pouring that day. It's just absolutely pouring because you know um, the weather always reflects our emotions. <laughs> I'm not knocking it. This is actually a very important plot point for this drama, but I just <laughs> I just find it funny. Not that K dramas are the only type of TV series or movie worlds uh, that this happens, but. Anyways, my point is, it's raining very heavily, so as you can imagine, there are puddles all around. And for some reason, she jumps into one of them. Through this puddle, though, she gets transported into the Tucson period, and there she meets Ido, the king of uh, that time, um, who's played by Yun Tujun, the queen played by Jin Kiju, and An Hyosop's character um, Park Yon. I don't really know what his character um, is, even now after watching the whole drama. He seems like the king's right hand man, um, you know. But but it also seems like he doesn't have that high a rank. Um, he's always with the king, maybe a personal bodyguard. I honestly don't know, but he is an important character. It's just such a fun fantasy-ish, you know, with all the time traveling and stuff, retelling of Korea's history, and it's such a sweet and fun drama. I think it's romance comedy. Um, I don't uh, really know what the exact genre is, but I laughed, I squealed, I cried. I have so much to say about this drama. So without further ado, here is your spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's just two episodes, so you can finish it in like two hours. Um, it's like a movie, basically. And come back after you have done... You have done what? Come back after you've watched it. Or not. But I'd love to discuss it with you then. But if you've watched it, let's just get into it now. 
By the way, I have been listening to my previous episodes, and I realize I talk really fast, especially when I'm really excited. Um, so I'm gonna try to slow down for this episode. I、uh, but we'll see, cause I don't know. I I am pretty excited about this one too. There is so much I love about this drama. I don't know where to start. I love the characters. Okay, let's start there. <laughs> I love the characters. They are all so sweet and pure and innocent. You know, it's a little bit of a saga drama because it's a historical drama. It's set in、um, Joseon period, but it's without all the scheming and politics that I associate with saga dramas.、Um, not that I've seen a lot of it because. I've always thought of it as a very、um, a genre of Korean dramas that has a lot of scheming and politics、um, and evil queens. But the queen in this drama, you know, I love her. She is probably one of my favorite queens ever. That sounded so Disney. <laughs> you know what I mean? Disney princesses, queens, and stuff. No, but her dream was to have a friend in the palace. I mean, like I said, I'm not a huge consumer of sagas, but how many queens do you know are sweet and not power hungry? Come on, list them. Okay, but you might actually have a whole list, and I wouldn't know because I don't watch many sagas, historical dramas. I mean, most of the ones I have seen are evil, and they don't even pretend to be nice. They're not the type to you know pretend to be nice and then stab you in the back. They don't try at all, but here she is so happy to have Tanbi as a friend. You know, she said it was her dream. She is a literal unproblematic queen. You know, like when Tanbi caught her eating noodles secretly in the kitchen, or her delight at the dress cutout thing、um, that Tanbi was showing her.、Um, she wanted to color her dress and the color of the sky, I think. And Tanbi got out that um. A utility knife to cut out like stripes across the dress, and she put it against the sky, and、um, you know what I'm talking about. Her delight from that and just eating the noodles, that was so pure, you know. That was so innocent. She just wants to paint beautiful pictures. I like her, Mametsuro. She just wants to live her life, you know. She's not focused on power. She's not arrogant. She enjoys the little things. How many target queens do that? I mean, maybe it's actually pretty common, and I just don't know. So if you know any,、um, drop me some recommendations. I'm open to that. Park Yeon, the mysterious guy whose name we only got at the end of the drama, who is An Hyo Sub's character, he is another unproblematic character, and I love it. We saw that he could have killed Tanbi for a higher rank in the palace, but he chose not to. He chose to protect her and get a lower rank. In fact, he seems to be somewhat of a Cinderella character, a Sangnamja character. He seems to be cold and stoic and kind of rough on the outside, but on the inside he's actually pretty caring and attentive. I'll admit I usually don't like Sangnamja or Tsundere type characters. It's just not the type of guy characters that attract me the most. But he is so sweet, and not just to the one girl that he is interested in. 
I feel like I've seen a lot of Cinderella-type characters, especially in older Korean dramas, where they only take care of the one person they are interested in, and to everyone else, they just are very prickly and cold. Well, granted, if they are the lead, then they are very empathetic and sympathetic because they are ultimately the hero. But you know what I mean, right? But Park Yeon constantly helped and took care of Tanbi, like after the late night soccer practice that she had with the king. You know where Tanbi coaxed the king into running. And he was gonna walk her home after that, but he um, got too caught up with his racing heart and left her out on the steps and she fell asleep. But Park Yeon came to wake her up and walk her home. All that time he kept her from drinking unclean water, you know, when they were on the run. He used a sword then, which is kind of dangerous. Don't try that at home. But, <laughs> but I appreciate the sentiment. Or, you know, the little things like handing her water to wash her hands with. When she got dirt on her hands from those explosives, was it? You know, during that conversation she was having with him about how they are all significant characters in history and she's just a nobody. Or that time when the king was advised to get rid of Tanbi. Tanbi asked him for help, right? And at first he was kind of cold and indifferent to the whole thing. He was like, I'm using you, so let's not, you know, let's just survive on our own. Let's not bother each other. But she grabbed his hand as he was walking away and he totally melted. I mean, Tanbi is adorable. Who can possibly turn her down seriously? But it was such a sweet moment. I honestly thought that they were setting up a whole love triangle with how sweet he was to her and you know in the K-drama world, if a guy is sweet to you, that means he's into you. Well, not always. I have been seeing a couple of dramas um, that have very sweet friendships between the guy and girl characters. Like this one, I love it. I'm so glad it's not a love triangle. I love watching friendships on screen. I feel like a lot of times dramas focus a lot on romance, which is great too. I mean, I love watching romantic relationships develop, but friendships are beautiful too. You know, friend love is such a blessing. And we see it a lot with romance, but there are other types of friendships, and I'm glad that this drama showcases that. But of course, the romance is really sweet too, with the queen, you know, he carried her on her back. Carry, carried her on his back, he cooked for her. I mean, who doesn't love a guy who cooks? Although, I must say, it's kind of grim, the chicken thing. Like, <laughs> But he's so supportive towards her, like asking her why she was bearing everything on her own. Like I said, I was expecting a love triangle because of how sweet he was to Tanbi, so I did not expect his relationship with the queen, but I ship it. It's cute. I love that I can support two different couples and like, you know, I said in Chicago Typewriter a while back, I haven't had a love triangle in a while and it's been pretty nice not having second lead syndrome. Like, I was kind of preparing to feel second lead syndrome for um, Park Yeon, but I'm glad that we didn't have to go through that heartbreak. But one thing I gotta say about Park Yeon's character is that he is kinda mysterious. Like, we don't really know his background. 
I still don't know his role in the palace. Uh, you know, before getting promoted. Like I said at the start of this episode, he seems like the personal bodyguard of the king. He's always around the king. He's always threatening Tanbi with that sword, according to the king's wishes. Yet at the start of the drama, he was scolded for addressing the king. Remember that he was yelled at. So what was his status? What was his role? And we saw the queen asking him a little bit bitterly, I think, why he was loyal to the king now. And it kind of implied to me that he is not supposed to like the king. He's not supposed to be with the king. Why is that? Did I miss something? I could have, you know. I I really I might have missed something. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. I don't know. And later we saw the queen suggesting to him that he move to the department of music, and for some reason he was so fired up by that comment that he smashed a whole instrument. Like, whoa! That is a pretty big reaction. That was never explained. I mean, you don't just go around smashing instruments if you don't like a suggestion, do you? So it seems like he had a very bad experience, either with、um, suggestions from the queen or with the music department or something. It doesn't seem like just plain rejection. It seems like there's some deeper resentment, and that was never explained. I want to know why he was so upset about it. Maybe it's actually, you know, stated in Korea's history, and I should go look it up. But just based off the drama, I don't understand that, and I think that he is a very mysterious character. Now, the king is another endearing character. He is such a good king. He has a heart for the people, you know. It's seen in his desire to create a new and accessible language. He is based off the actual King Sejong the Great, who is such a huge and important figure in Korea's history. So I think it's pretty amazing, actually, that we get to learn about Korea's history through this drama. Of course, it's just a fictional retelling of the story because I don't think there was actual time traveling involved in the actual history. But then again, you never really know, you know. But this fictional portrayal of him in this drama is so fun. He has this very childlike and endearing quality. I don't mean in the sense of immaturity, but just this playfulness. You know, this openness to the world, to new things, to new experiences, to even new solutions to old problems. He is not concerned with doing things in the traditional way that people have been doing for years and years. He is open to new things, and just the whole youthful playfulness. Like I was saying, you know, when he got caught up in the whole multiplication、uh, table game and flicking foreheads or playing soccer, and even though he didn't run at first, he was、um, provoked into doing it、um, by Tanbi, and he had so much fun. Or asking Tanbi to be his friend, that was adorable, and his little mannerisms, you know, like. Gobbling up chocolate, you know when、um, there was that L O V E、um, uh, alphabet chocolate thing. His expressions when he ate that, and then sniffing the wrapper afterwards. I just found that so endearing, and his hunger for knowledge. I admire that. Like in the drama, you know, we saw that math and science weren't very widely accepted or learned fields. It's not something that most people are trained in. 
it's not something that uh, was done before. It's this completely new thing. So he's not just learning existing knowledge, you know, he is actively seeking unconventional answers and solutions to things that um, he sees around him. Like I said, he doesn't just want to do things the way they've always been done. He wants to do something new. He wants something better. He just wants to learn, you know? I mean, how enjoyable can it be to memorize multiplication tables? It's not enjoyable. But he keeps at it because he just is so passionate to learn more. And he keeps asking for math classes. He's so eager to learn, you know, it's so fun for him. And honestly, that really inspired me because I was thinking of taking a class um, in my university about something that I am not very familiar with. It's something way out of my comfort zone. And I debated a long time uh, about it. Should I do this? Should I do this class? After watching this drama, I decided to just go for it because, you know, university is a time where you are supposed to experiment, you are supposed to explore and find out what you like. And me staying in my comfortable, um, safe space um, bubble is not gonna help me. So Ido's words of wisdom at the end, uh, where he was talking about how we shouldn't throw away our present in fear of the future, that really inspired me. And his whole dedication to just learning anything and everything. And that's what I should be doing at this season in my life, you know? I'm just imagining right now, like walking up to class and meeting a couple of friends and them asking me, hey, so why'd you take this class? <laughs> Siri, Siri just went off. And then just me saying like, oh, I watched this one completely unrelated drama. <laughs> I mean, there probably won't be anyone interested enough to ask, but <laughs> it's just funny to think about it, okay? Let me have my moment. Back to the drama. Overall, he's just such a kind and gentle spirit, you know? Well, I think all of them have that, really. But, you know, he would deliver these little lines, um, like, things that are permanent are better, how the stars appear brighter the longer you stare, not because, you know, they actually became brighter, but because your will to see them is greater now. And it kind of reminds me of John Green's novels, how the characters would deliver lines that are pretty poetic sounding. And they are meant to be these little nuggets of truth and wisdom, even though no one really talks like that. I mean, <laughs> I have nothing against that. I actually really like um, John Green's novels. I read quite a few when I was younger. It's just nice to see all these different people's outlooks in life, you know? And I feel like Edo here has a pretty good outlook in life. Honestly, I could learn a thing or two from him. He's also so sweet to Tanbi. You know, he never really pushes her, he kind of respects her, and I really, really enjoy watching that. I mean, of course, when she wanted to leave and um, he was a little bit upset about that, he even declared it an order. But I mean, that's kind of akin to her rejecting him because they wouldn't be able to continue their relationship if she went back. So I understand why he would be upset. And I am really glad that he didn't um, try to trap her against her will. He did declare it a king's order that she was to stay, but it was obvious that it was more of a plea than an actual imposed demand. I mean, of course, they're meant to be cute and sweet together, 
But I just feel like they have a pretty healthy relationship, you know. There's no um, unnecessary conflict and uh, misunderstandings. Well, there was a bit of a misunderstanding, but overall, I think they have a pretty healthy relationship, and that's really nice to see. Granted, of course, this is only two episodes, so if we had sixteen episodes, we might have had more of a problem. But um, yeah, it was just nice. Now, Tanbi, our main character. Our twin gong. I love her. She is the cutest. I squealed over her when I was watching this drama. I have no idea what my tongue just did there. Well, <laughs> Kim Seulgi did a fantastic job bringing this very lovable character to life. Her little mannerisms and actions, you know, like the little mustache she drew in that whole sequence of her trying to escape when she just um first. Got to this period, that was so fun and that was so cute. Her delight when she plays that multiplication, ma multiplication game, and she wins against Ido, or when she became a concubine um because of the queen, and she ran away right, and the king found her and he took her to his room and they had this whole conversation about how she's only nineteen, and he joked that she should have three kids by now. And she got out that retractable utility knife, and you know we saw her, you know, pushing it out and then pulling it back in again, retracting it again. Um, that whole sequence was hilarious. Or again with the multiplication table game, you know, after they kind of got together, um, and she lost, right? Instead of a flick on the forehead, he kissed her. And she kind of squeaked and hit her face, right? It was honestly so cheesy. And I have a very limited threshold for cheesiness, but her reaction, I felt, kind of gave it that balance. You know, it kind of dispelled that. I liked that scene. I thought it was adorable. And that's actually what I really love about this drama: that it takes these typically cheesy moments and make them something fun. You know, something enjoyable. It's not just this. Intense, overpowering sweetness. You know, they toss in a good dose of comical elements, like that one scene when she was figuring out who Ijo was in Korea's history, and she got out that ten thousand won bill, right? And she was comparing Ijo to the printed figure of King Sejong the Great in the note. And he asked her, right, why she was staring, and if it was because he looked good. It was setting up to be such a cheesy moment, but she was like, "Tebok, should I get his autograph?" I mean, I was not expecting that reaction. I thought she might stammer and be all flustered, you know, according to my K drama knowledge, but she wasn't, you know. And when she confirmed that he was really attractive to her, the way she said it was so funny, you know, it was kind of indignant almost. It was something like. 훨씬 더 잘생겼잖아. Probably got that wrong. Um, you are way better looking than this picture. It's not verbatim. I'm just recreating that moment. It was such a cheesy moment, but it was tied together in an incredibly fun and lively way. Even when they confessed their feelings, he wrote the letters L O V E on her hand, right? And it seems like he didn't even know what those letters meant. But she did, and she started giggling and saying, "Me too," that the feelings were mutual. And then she kind of explained it to him. She was like, "사랑한다고? You said you love me." 
Again, that's not verbatim. I don't remember exactly. But he had no idea. He was like, Kaptagi? That was sudden? And that was that. That was all there was to that uh, confession scene. Her reactions too, you know. Like, this was such a random confession. It was kind of chaotic and disorganized. In a good way, I mean. It's not your usual, I love you. Yeah, I love you too. Okay, I'm simplifying, but you know what I mean. It became a very enjoyable and um, fresh and amusing moment, while still being all fluffy and romantic. I think Kim Ji-hyun, the writer and director, did such a good job. You know, she gave such a great balance to the scenes. Everything was just woven together really well. The comedic moments were there, you know, not just for the sake of comedy. They actually complemented the other drama threads and emotions, and everything worked together so well. Even the pop culture references were so thoughtfully added and contributed to the scene. You know, like when Tanbi got drunk on that love potion thing um, in the king's food, because she ate the king's food, and she asked him if he was shooting Moon Embracing the Sun. I thought that was a really well-placed cultural reference, and it was so funny. But it also served to bring this dichotomy of like the past, present, um, difference, you know, because of the whole time traveling thing. Or when she started doing the Gangnam style moves on the horse, <laughs> that was genius. Not that I think it actually worked in real life, but to think to include the reference, not just as a reference, but as part of the plot, I thought that was brilliant. Honestly, I love everything about this drama. It's fun and sweet, it's well written, they have a great cast, great characters. It wasn't just the happy moments, there were emotional sad moments that were done really well too. I cried watching this drama. I was so swept up and caught up in the whole, whole story. It was just amazing. I wanted to list everything I love about this drama, but I've been recording for a while now, and it's way past lunchtime. I am starving, so I'll stop here. But what about you? What was your favorite moment in this drama? What do you think about this drama? Do you have a favorite character? Let me know. 